Welcome to the OWIC Publishing Offer Spotlight, showcasing books and offers who boldly proclaim the Word of God. Welcome back to another edition of the OWIC Publishing Author Spotlight. And today we are talking to Alan Brocken. He is a teacher at heart, a husband and father most of all. He is a joyful writer by the abundant grace of God. He began writing the Towers of Light series for his own children to help him illustrate the deep truths of the Bible in engaging in age-appropriate ways. He's dedicated 15 years of life volunteering roles, roles in children's ministry and in youth development. Now that his own children are off to college, he's sharing his life experiences on social media at Towers of Light, Two Dads and a Joke, and through his blog at TowersofLight.net. How's it going, Alan? It's going pretty good. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I love your your uh, background resume. I myself have done about 15 years of work in uh, in children's ministries and things, everything from Christian camps to Sunday schools and all sorts of other fun stuff and community mentoring programs. That's always exciting, too. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's very, uh, very good to, to have somebody on that's uh, so connected with the kids. And in this case, this is actually the first time I'm reviewing and, and having a podcast with a book of a, a children's author as well. And so uh, that's really cool. If you want to share any experiences that you've done in ministry. Well, I think for me, you know, when when I first got, you know, sort of an, an adult uh, as a, um, a member of my church, they, they did a lot of leadership development stuff. And I, I started to do like small group leader, that kind of thing at, at my church. But then I had kids and that kind of changed everything. And the funny thing about having kids is the nursery people like to remind you that there are people that need to be in the nursery for some reason, that's like, that's like a thing. <laughs> um, and, but I never really felt comfortable in that role. And we had a tryout one time for like the crazy Eddie guy that gets in front of the kids and dances around <laughs> and, mm. you know, kind of entertains them almost like the worship leader or whatever for like the little kids, right. The three, the five-year-olds. And I started doing that and I really enjoyed it. And then my daughter got to be a little bit older than that. And so we started doing that together. And so for mo- many years, probably about six, seven years, either myself and my daughter or myself and my sons actually went and did sort of children's church um, at our church. And then as they got older, we kind of graduated into kind of the, say, middle grade church kind of mm-hmm. kind of things, whether it was um, their, their uh, Sunday school lesson kind of stuff or the big production thing. Like we put on a big Easter production one year, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later I ended up um, leading uh, scout troops and we had a theater troupe that um, was sort of a Christian-based not-for-profit that I was a leader of. So I spent a lot of time in in the space of trying to share sort of biblical truth with kids. Very good. Very good. Yeah, so you, you're one of the people that just kind of evolved with your kids as you uh... – um, as they grew up and, uh, I, I can relate to that. I've, uh, I've actually done a lot of work with, uh, in community mentoring things and, you know, you're doing more children's stuff when you have 11 year olds you're mentoring and then you graduate up into more video games and movies when they hit high school. And, you know, so that's, uh, the way it goes. Um, so what is your general background in Christian thought or have you been saved since you came out of the womb or do you, uh, have some <laughs> radical, radical transformation at some point in time? Well, I'd say if if I look at my life, I mean, I grew up in the church. It was kind of an interesting thing in the sense of we, we would go to the Methodist church on Sunday morning. We go to the Baptist church Sunday night. And so there were some interesting, you know, differences in how, how church was 
went about when I was little. Uh, but the story goes that one day we were at the Baptist church when I was four and I just up and did the altar call. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom was kind of like, uh, she didn't even realize I was doing it. Like she just all of a sudden saw me up front. Like, what did I do? Kind of thing. But to <laughs> yeah. be fair, my four-year-old self didn't really quite comprehend salvation. I just mm-hmm. was a little overzealous. Um, and so uh, I had a lot of different life experiences over time. Um and kind of rededicated myself to, to God when I was in the military. Um, I was at basic training and got baptized kind of more officially as an adult at that point. And then mm-hmm. through just a series of other events, you know, I got married and and the the trials that come with that, just continually refining my, my uh, thoughts on Christianity and where to go, you know, lots of Bible reading and study. Um, I No formal training per se, you know, no seminary or anything like that, but lots of sort of church leadership classes and things about, you know, maybe how to read the Bible, but not, not a formal, you know, seminary or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. So just basically just lived a life a little bit after a while. I imagine if you're like a lot of kids, right. in a church faded away a little bit and kind of came back when you life got real, you know, just when <laughs> yeah. life gets real, you come back to God. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned a Baptist church. You've been to other types of churches as well or just Baptist yeah. as well? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, from a, a denomination, I've, I've been to many different denominations over mm-hmm. the years. Um, you know, uh, I think from my perspective, the um, I, I guess you'd call me an evangelical, although I kind of mm-hmm. lean a little reformed, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a really solid um, word to put on it for but mm-hmm. but I try to stick to the basics, right? Salvation through Christ alone, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's about where I am as well. I, I've been I've mostly been in Baptist, Baptist churches. I've been a few other ones as well. Um, but um, I'm definitely lean reformed. So I, I assume if you're much like me in that reproach, your approach to the Bible is the Bible is really what guides things, not denominationalism or things like yes. that, right? I think that's yeah. my point is I, some of the yeah. some of the finer points between denominations confuse me because I just don't see it in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right? uh, yeah. And, and I I know when you when you sent out the the uh, initial request to to ask about inquire about jumping on the show, uh, you're like, yeah, you don't usually do this type of book. But I looked at your study notes, like there's more Bible notes in your children's book stuff than I've seen in your in your typical you know church curriculum. So yeah. I'm like, that's really good. So um, I love talking to people who have a, a solid approach to the Bible. Um, so let's go ahead and finally talk about your book. Uh, which is part of a series, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's Towers of Light is the series name. Do I have that right? Yes, Towers of Light is the series. Okay. Towerslight.net website. Yep. And uh, the first book we'll chat about here, or we can talk about other ones, but the first book in the series is Light of Mine. Mm-hmm. So bring us through uh, briefly the the plot points of Light of Mine. Uh, let people know why they should read it. Well, so light of, the, the whole goal of Light of Mine and why I wrote it was because when my kids were little, I was traveling a lot and reading sort of deep theological stuff at the time. Uh, A.W. Tozer, um, C.S. Lewis, kind of more their, you know, real theology books. And I was I was starting to form this idea about the Holy Spirit and how it how real the Holy Spirit. is. Um, and I had a tough time figuring out how do I tell my kids about this? Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Tozer's not like kid bedtime material like you just Mm -hmm. you can't you can't read that kind of stuff to your kids at night and so as I thought about it I really wanted to write a story 
that included the concept of the Holy Spirit as a as a real thing that happens that that gets there. Because when you read um, the old the Old Testament, it's like and this you know the Spirit came upon Samson and this amazing thing happened. Um, and so that's really kind of the the gist of the story is that we have we have a family that lives on the frontier. So you might think like Little House on the Prairie kind of setting, but it is a fantasy world, so it's not mm-hmm. it's not our world. Um, I, I kind of took a lot of say allegorical license with things just because I wanted to tell the story kind of the way I wanted to tell it. Uh, so I couldn't put it in our world per se. Um, but in doing that, then um, the there is this encroaching darkness in the world, and you know in in 2009, when I started writing, I couldn't have imagined what 2020 became, but it's pretty appropriate for 2020 that there's this darkness that's all around, whether it's COVID or civil unrest or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? There's this stuff and kids have reason to be afraid. And so in this case, uh, their father went off to kind of fight the darkness and then disappears. And then mother disappears, mother goes after him. And suddenly Lauren, the the, um, 12 year old daughter's left at home to watch the kids. Mm -hmm. Now, mom left, um, you know, others to come take care of them and they never show up. And so it turns into this adventure of how do the kids start to make, you know, they have the hard chore of making breakfast on their own for the first time. Mm-hmm. Then it quickly uh, escalates into an adventure that they weren't expecting to have. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very nice. And so we've already talked about this one, but you, if I hear you correctly, your your hope was to teach the deep principles of Christianity to children in a way that's easy to comprehend. That's right. My, my real goal was to talk about, and so, you know, there's, there's spots in there where I've actually quoted some scripture or mm-hmm. I've told a story that's based on the scripture. And so, you know, five-year-old Ethan in the story, he remembers this, the, the story about the giant that gets, you know, beaten by the boy. That's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously David and Goliath, and I didn't put that out in words, but it's this kind of thing of being able to talk about faith in a very honest but childlike way. And I think that's mm-hmm. the other bit of this is there's lots of purely childlike faith throughout it. And a lot of the feedback I get on it, they like the fact that that it's very hard to write Christian fiction, whether it's fantasy or real world, that mm. doesn't feel preachy. Like it, it's hard to to make that that just and people People like the fact that I'm using the kids to talk in kind of kid-like words about these spiritual concepts that come along the way. Um, takes the preachiness out of it, right? Because it's not that kind of, we don't have the wise old mentor saying the scriptural stuff word for word. We have kids interpreting what they heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really good uh, approach to it is just get the preachiness out because that's, that is some of the challenge that we find in a lot of the children's programming, uh, like the Christian children's programming. Most of it I found is just like, it's bad. Like the only thing I found that that is really good for children's programming was Adventures in Odyssey, mm-hmm. you know, which didn't preach to the kids. It really did a good job of the of the stories without, you know, without really being overly zealous to push the memorization of the Bible verse rather than the concept, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's very good. And uh, we already mentioned this. You, you wrote it to help your kids um, to understand it when you were traveling around. So uh, what else? Um, that was a good story with uh, with David and Goliath. Want to give us a couple more of the little stories and how you told them in the book? Sure. Well, and I like I like that you you brought up Adventures in Odyssey. That's what I was really hoping to write. Like I, to mm-hmm. me, you know, maybe it's ego or whatever. I wanted to be the next Adventures in Odyssey. Quite frankly, I wanted mm-hmm. to build a long, long, ongoing series that could tell mm-hmm. stories. And so 
um, you know, there's a there's a point in the story where, um, and and this is kind of complicated, but I think it, it's really appropriate, where the um, the children are put in put in the charge of an acolyte. So this is this is someone that that the sort of um, new uh, the bishop that's taken over the local church has has sent some off to care care for them. He's you know a teenager, a little bit older than them. He's supposed to be watching them, but it's on the Sabbath, and the children learn that that. On the Sabbath, we don't work. We 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 honor the Sabbath. That's what they they know and understand. And he's basically asking them to make a you know a nice meal for him. <laughs> and you know the kids are kind of like, but that's not what we learned, right? Like why? Mm-hmm. And he's he's kind of telling the story about how well you know if you really understood the Bible, you know that 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 we have grace and we can do whatever we want. And and they kind of push back on that. Mm-hmm. And so, so it, it goes on through there to create that conflict with this, this person in authority that's kind of telling them something that's different than what they heard. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the last couple of years, there's been lots of misinformation out there, right? Mm-hmm. I got a pretty extensive blog post on, on sort of misinformation. How do you help your kids um, identify when someone in authority is actually telling them wrong, you know, telling them stuff for their own benefit? And so mm-hmm. this was my way of bringing forward a, for, a story about that of someone in authority misusing that authority and kind of claiming scripture along with it mm-hmm. to get them to do what they want rather than what was right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, it's a weird world right now. I, I guess I, I think the first time we heard the word fake news was what 2016, and ever right. since it's everything is fake news. <laughs> everything, particularly certain authorities, would disagree with is fake news. You know? Right. Um, but uh, yeah, just to to teach in that that general principle is is so important. So. Uh, in this, what is the target age range that you're shooting for with the with the books? Like, what which kids would read it and understand it and get the most out of so it? So it's think? it's really second to sixth grade is kind of the the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Although because of the way the story's written, it, it was written to be a have the family sit around and read it kind of thing. So mm-hmm. if you've got you know a five or six year old sitting there on your knee and you're reading to your twelve year old, that works. Um, and that's mm-hmm. the feedback we've gotten. We've gotten good feedback that that um, based on, you know, the family dynamic, you can take kids young as five or six up to 12 or 13 mm-hmm. as a group and read to it and everybody enjoys it. Okay, very good. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's very much like Adventures in Odyssey, you know. <laughs> right, well, loves it, it that, that was my goal. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know that I've fully reached Adventures in Odyssey level awesome yet, but I'm working towards it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll. That's a hard goal to reach, though. That's uh, right. That's a, a very good program. Um, well, God so, willing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And just just keep plugging away. And so, in the series, there's three books out there now. Are there going to be more books coming up, or is it just three book series? So we we have uh, Light of Mind is the first. Um, Still small voice that kind of focuses on listening to the Holy Spirit is the second. Mm-hmm. Fear No Evil is really looking to God for courage is the third. Um, and those are all out and available today. Uh, the fourth book, Armor of God, is on its way back from my editor now. Okay. So God willing, it'll be out in November. Um, and then <laughs> funny thing about writing, you're a writer. Have, have, mm. have, you, have your stories ever gone completely sideways on you while you're writing them? You know, I write mostly nonfiction, um, but uh, I do have one science fiction novel. And uh-huh. uh, sometimes, yeah, they, they get away from you. And you're like, well, that's not where I planned on it going. <laughs> So So when I finished the fourth book, Armor of God, I suddenly created a sixth book in my series of five. (laughs) Nice. So the sixth book will be um, Wellspring of Life, or fifth, fourth, 
or fifth will be Wellspring of Life, and then the sixth book is going to be Demolishing Strongholds. That's okay, what I've got uh, planned. Um, and so, again, the fourth one will be out later this year. Mm-hmm. Very good. Awesome. So uh, we can keep up on your website, which uh, we said over there is at towersoflight.net. Make yep. sure you do that .net. I did .com the first time, and I landed right. on some <laughs> random page. Uh, so towersoflight.net is where you can find information on all of these. Uh, I did see they are on Amazon. We'll have an Amazon okay. link down below. We will also have a link down below to your website with a 10% off coupon of OWIC. Yep. That will be down there in the description as well. And uh, let's see what else we can we can chat about here. Uh, where else can we find it? Is it pushed out everywhere or just uh, Amazon yeah, and you? Actually, as far as I know, if you go to your church bookstore or the Christian bookstore in your area, you can request it and they should be able to get a print on demand. It is available to all major markets. Um, oh. I know I know people have bought them at Barnes and Noble. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got access to pretty much any bookstore, you can get it. It just may not be on the shelf. Okay, very good. Yeah, so so that's good. And um, let's see. I think I've actually went through all my show notes, and that was a kind of a record time. So I'll give you uh, give you some more time to uh, to chat about anything else you want to chat about with with regards to your books. Um, maybe you can give us a little bit about where the series is going and what the other two books are about. There, sure. Obviously the Holy Spirit. Uh, but uh, hear so, more about that. Light of mine. The focus of light of mine is the Tower of Light in the children's home. Like basically mm-hmm. keeping the light of Christ shining in their own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the book, I won't tell you the fantastical end because I don't want to sure. ruin it, but but um, they they do end the story kind of three kids alone on a farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that can't stand. And so then their uncle comes to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he he has some orders that says from, from you know, some instructions that say he should take them to gran- the grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. However, their new... Uh, uh, say companion, the night protector has a different thing from their father. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big conflict there. And ultimately uncle takes them down a different path than they were supposed to go mm-hmm. uh, with some pretty significant consequences. So, so basically uh, the, the moral you're trying to get out here is we need to listen to God, even when out, external circumstances might tell us other things. Exactly. It's all about mm-hmm. the whole story is about listening to the still small voice yeah. And there are multiple times where the children run into these conflicts of what should I do? And in the process of asking that question, the still small, they're, they're, they're prompted. They're, they're given some, some idea of what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. And they always make the right choice. Mm-hmm. And that's how we are, right, as adults. And so, you know, trying to illustrate that listening to God is part of that still small voice story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, Fear No Evil is really the children um, now get separated from one another. And so they're lost and isolated in, you know, all over the place. They, they're completely separated from one another. And what could be more appropriate for 2020 and 2021 than oh, children yeah. lost and isolated in a dark land with all of it encroaching in? Mm-hmm. And now they've got to seek, seek God for the courage to overcome the fear. And mm-hmm. so that one, that story is really focused on the individual journey of each child coming to grips with being afraid and alone in this space and, and overcoming it um, through, through God's um, grace, basically. Mm-hmm. And then Armor God that I just finished um, writing is really about basically putting on the whole, putting the armor of God together to be able to fight back the darkness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, that's very good. And I, I love the, um, I, now, when did uh, Fear No Evil come out? Is that a brand new book, or is in it December. in when? In December, just in December. 
Okay, yeah. so so it actually did come out. It, was it inspired by what went on, went on with COVID here? Or you know just what's amazing that about that? That storyline has been in my head since probably 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And it was written the first time, a big chunk of it was written the first time back in like 2016. And I lost the notebook on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> And so it took me a while to get around to rewriting it. Mm-hmm. And so I just find it amazing how God worked in that to bring the book out at a, mm-hmm. the time it's it makes the most sense. Like the story makes yeah. so much more sense to kids in the isolation they've been living through the last mm-hmm. year than it ever would have if it come out five yeah. years ago. Yeah, I know um, one of the kids in one of the camps I'm involved in now is very... Very, very distraught about having to do church at Zoom. He's just like, I just don't get much out of it because he's just like, I feel isolated. I want to be around my, my friends. And that's, I think, a common message we're hearing. So absolutely, that's um, that's an important message. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So any any families that with, with younger kids, uh, this would be a good series to pick up and uh, read through it. I um, Just based on talking with you here, I, I think I might actually pick up a couple copies for some friends of mine with younger kids. That sounds like a good thing to do. So, Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to chat with about uh, about here before we wrap up? Well, I just really appreciate the opportunity to to share with your audience. I know that, that this maybe not the same thing mm-hmm. um, that they're used to getting on your channel, but, you know, from a, a – reaching their own kids. I hope some of the adults on your, your story will, will look at these. And mm-hmm. I guess one thing that, that is important that we, we didn't mention is um, my family is a homeschool family. And so mm-hmm. part of our, our life is, you know, doing homeschool stuff. So one of the things we did do is there's a unit study um, mm-hmm. that goes with light of mind that you can um, basically, uh, and, and a specific classroom edition that has um, uh, comprehension questions and like some study materials that goes with it. Um, and that's free. You could go use that just to check it out and see if the book was something you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But um, that's been that's been helpful. I've actually used it with classrooms. Like I've been invited to homeschool co-ops and done classes with mm-hmm. them on the thing. And they really like it because it's a great way to really dig into what's what's the story all about. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I actually know uh, I used to do a, a website for one of the homeschool groups out here, but uh, I think they they eventually faded into into obscurity when the, um, you know, uh, the core group of people all had their kids and they all grew up and none of the parents were there and, and they just never showed up again. But I, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate of homeschooling. I've, uh, I used to be a college professor back in the day and the uh-huh. kids that were homeschooled, you could tell they were homeschooled uh, right. because they were just so much more knowledgeable about life in general. Um, which is kind of a, uh, kind of a funny thing, but it's, uh, not everybody can, for sure, but I think when you do have the capability, homeschooling is definitely a better option, especially right now when we're seeing all the weird stuff that's going on in the schools right now. So, Yeah, well, and that's the thing. One of the things that I did um, recently just um, that's relevant to that is uh, I have a blog post out about helping you determine whether or not you should homeschool. Oh, really? Um, awesome. And so I'm actually in the process of writing sort of a, a – decision guide, something that you could use to kind of walk yourself mm-hmm. through. Is this something I wanted? Is this the right thing for my family? Basically? Yeah. Okay. So, so there's a blog post that kind of starts it, but eventually I'll have an actual booklet that you can get for free cool. uh, on the topic. Cause I just think it's a super important topic. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as, to Christians. Yeah. So the blog post is all on your website as well at yes. powersalight.net and also those educational resources like the guidebooks and stuff are also for available yep. for download, right? Very good. 
Uh, so the the um, link will be in the description down there, towersoflight.net. And if you want to pick up the books, you can use the coupon code OWIC until the end of 2021. Get 10% off your order over there. And um, also we can find you. Um, now, where all do you have the social media at Towers of Light? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Okay. And you also have the YouTube channel. Is this with a friend of yours, I think? With yes. Two, so, two dads so another, and a jerk? another Christian author buddy of mine, J.J. Johnson, has his own middle grade series. Uh, but we're two dads that tell dad jokes, and they're really mm-hmm. bad. I mean, it, you, you said you, you saw I, the channel. I, I, mean, I, I think you better I tell them yeah, I did watch a couple like, oh, uh, it was good. It was it was very good. So if you're into 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 good, clean Christian comedy, um I don't know, is it specifically Christian or not? It's just we clean. T- we we are unabashedly Christian on the show, but you can uh-huh. be not Christian and enjoy what we have to say because okay. we, we, we tell silly jokes and then obviously we do follow up with parenting advice that's mm-hmm. from a, obviously our Christian background because that's where we're both coming from. So sure. um but yeah, I you know, and it, it it's 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 tough, you know, having all these side gigs in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I have too many of them myself, but but they're fun and they keep us going, you know. All right. Well, did you um, know that Godzilla, Godzilla has a side, a side hustle? So Godzilla does? What's his side hustle? He flips houses. Oh, does he? I, I bet. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Any more, any, more, any more good dad jokes before we wrap it up? Let's. let's... Uh, that, so, that so one for sure. why did King Kong uh, climb the Empire State Building? I don't know. He was trying to catch a plane. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of like Rampage, right? Ever play the old game Rampage? Exactly. <laughs> climb yeah, up. No, we- <laughs> With all the Godzilla versus King Kong stuff that's out in the thing lately, we 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 threw out a bunch of of like monster movie dad jokes. Nice, nice. I'll go check that one out. That sounds good. All right. Well, uh, Alan Brocken has been my guest today. Thanks for coming on today, and um, maybe we'll have you back again sometime when we get some of the other books out there and uh, have a look over the social media and everything. The websites will be linked in the description down below. Have a look at those. Well, anyway, Alan, thanks for coming along, and uh, we will see you in the next show. And for everybody else out there watching, have a look at the website, OWICPUB.com. For more information on this podcast, we are, of course, listed on a whole variety of uh, mainstream and alternative podcasts and video hosting channels. Have a look at it wherever you like to watch your videos. Thanks for watching, guys, and we will see you in the next show. Books and offers featured in this podcast are linked in the description. You can find more information about OWIC Publishing on our website at OWICPUB.com.